Welcome to 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo, our brand performance podcast, where we connect and collaborate with other self-sustaining entrepreneurs, authors, and experts. Hi, I'm Marlo Higgins, your Chief Inspirational Officer. I like to say when we perform, we get paid. This podcast focuses on the areas of confidence, mindset, leadership, and performance, which all lead to increased revenues and sales. As your Chief Inspirational Officer, I'm focused on the development of people by unearthing their values, talents, and self-worth, otherwise known as that self-esteem factor. People matter, self-worth matters, time matters. When it all aligns, everything works. All right. Welcome back to this week's episode of 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo. This is our brand performance podcast. And today our performance conversation is with our special guest. This is Jordan Gross. And Jordan, boy, he's just one of those people that I've gotten to know over a period of time. He's an amazing human and we couldn't be coming together at a more poignant time. And, you know, Jordan is the author of a a new book. He runs the Cloud9 brand and I'm going to kind of let him take over where he wants to fill that space of introduction. So Jordan, thanks for being on this episode with us. Hey, Marlo. Thank you so much for having me back on. And like you said, we've developed such an awesome relationship over the past couple of months between your podcast, my podcast, just chatting offline. And I'm really grateful to be here talking to you right now. And it's I use that word, very, even though I use it a lot, I use it for a very good reason today. It's because I really want to talk about gratitude. We're speaking on March 23rd, 2020, if people are listening to this five years in the future, and we're in the midst of unprecedented times. And one of the main tools that I've been trying to share with people and use in my daily life multiple times a day is this expression of gratitude. So I want to chat a little bit about that, navigating some of the uncertainty around this virus and how we all respond differently and and whether, you know, there's a right way to respond or a wrong way to respond, just talking a little bit about that. And then maybe we talk about my book at the end, The Journey to Cloud9, maybe if we get there. Oh, such good things. What a way to set up the episode. I mean, this is so good. And the thing is, like you said, Jordan, you're a repeat guest of ours because, yeah, your synergy is so good. And people like you are the people that we like to lean on in times like this. You know, you have a beautiful spirit. You've really, your lens that you look through is different. And I think that's where people are going to resonate the most by hearing you and how you've been navigating uncertainty. You know, you come to us just, you know, before this call, we were talking, you know, you're out there in New York and right in the epicenter of what's going on with all of this coronavirus. And, you know, for, like you said, people five years from now could be listening to this podcast and saying, what are these people talking about, right? (laughs) Well, we're in the heat of it. And so as entrepreneurs and just motivational people, that's where we're really uniting on this space. So take us there. I mean, like, talk to us about gratitude, this uncertainty in, in New York City. Yeah. So, and I appreciate you saying that, that, you know, I'm somebody that people come to in times like this. I really try to take ownership of that sort of calming, soothing kind of personality that I've been, you know, blessed to, to create for myself for a long time. And I think one of the main reasons why I'm like that is because of this daily gratitude practice that I've had for like five years now, especially in a time like this. It's extremely perspective inducing. So I'll just paint a brief picture about New York City because it is the the epicenter of the crisis right now. And uh, real quick, 
I can go outside for a walk and I can literally walk in the streets of New York, not on the sidewalk, in the street of New York City without a car coming by for minutes. And that's just unheard of in, in the city here. And I can, I can walk down the street and nobody's going into office buildings, nobody's going into restaurants, bars, anywhere. And it's super eerie. And I was even saying yesterday morning, it felt like a sci-fi film because I was taking a walk in the morning and the only people who were out on the street, aside from myself, were delivery drivers who were on their bikes with masks on. So it was just such a different time. And never in my life did I think I would go outside of my apartment building, first and foremost, have people be afraid to walk near me. And then as I'm walking outside, not see any people really, and then not be able to go into a restaurant and sit down and, and meet a friend or, or something like that. So, so what that really does is it, it just shows how present we must be in the moment. And in order to be as present as possible, uh, we need to be appreciative of everything that we have, right? So that's where gratitude comes in. And um, yeah, and in a time like this, you know, gratitude for me is, is both, uh, there's a self sense of gratitude, and then there's also gratitude for the people who are risking their lives every single day to be at the, the front lines of this disease, your doctors, your nurses, your delivery people, your police, your firefighters, your uh, going down the supply chain, like your manufacturers and things like that. So just being really appreciative of these, you know, they've used this word a lot, essential workers, even though they may not necessarily be paid as much as, as the deemed right now non-essential workers, just having that sense of pride and appreciation and support for those that are out there continuing to work so that we could be home um, on our computers, being, being safe. I think that's so important at a time like this. Oh, yeah. I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, just listening to that, I love how you're, you're just anchoring in that. And I love how you're, you're like sharing, you know, your perspective in that space. Yeah, it, it's pivotal. And I, I just, oh my gosh, I love how you're describing your ability to be in, you know, New York and having like, you're just giving us insight. So those of us that aren't walking in your shoes, this helps us to understand what it really feels like and looks like. Yeah. And it's, it's really, I'm, I live in a four person apartment and I'm the only one here, but I'm usually alone. Just, you know, Mar Marla, you and I were talking about how we both work from home anyway. I'm usually alone, but, but it's just, you know, there's just less, there's less going on and there's less the, the vibe in the air. It's just, it's just different. It's just very, very different. And, um, that leads me to just a little bit. I wanted to provide a unique take on gratitude because it is a taboo subject at times. And I'm sure a lot of you do have a gratitude practice, but two things I definitely wanted to mention that have really been helping me at this point in time is one, writing down my gratitude now. I really feel it more. I feel like if I just say I'm grateful for something and I know that being grateful is important, it's not as meaningful as if I actually write it down and keep note of it and read it and write it and feel uh, the words that I'm actually writing. So that's been a big thing for me is really writing down that gratitude practice. And then the second thing is, is sort of extreme gratitude and the intersection of gratitude and mindfulness. And what I mean by that is I've been getting really specific with how grateful I am in these days, right? And for those of you who are getting tired of your gratitude practice of just saying, I'm grateful for my health, I'm grateful for my family, I'm grateful for my relationships, I'm grateful for my amazing business, right? Uh, sometimes I wake up in the morning and I look at my pointer finger 
And I say, I'm so extremely grateful that this, this pointer finger isn't broken and it's not scratched and it's not deformed. And I look and I see that on my pointer finger, there are these creases on my pointer finger. And I say, wow, you know, I'm grateful that I, I have the curiosity to think like, what are these creases on my pointer finger for? And what that leads to is that sense of mindfulness, right? So mindfulness is, is the, the hyper awareness in the present experience of whatever it is that you're doing. So the other thing I'll say is to link the gratitude and the mindfulness practice. So for example, if you're washing your hands, which is something that we all should be doing a lot these days, mindfully washing your hands. So seeing the, the water droplets on your hands and, and really feeling the temperature of the water um, as it hits your hands. And then after you do that, saying a couple of, or, or in my case, writing down a couple of gratitudes about that experience. Like I'm so grateful that I had the opportunity to, to feel the water on my hands and just getting really specific with it. And these are like really little tricks and, and they may even sound uh, absurd, but in times like this, in times of devastation, working your way down to the very core, working your way down to the very nitty gritty little details it provides this grand sense of perspective that makes you realize like, okay, there's so much else going on. Like I have an opportunity to be grateful for the position that I'm in um, because there are so many people that have it worse. There are so many other situations that I could be in. So let me be appreciative of every little thing right now because I get that opportunity to be appreciative for these things. Oh yeah, no, you're you're abs. Okay, so the thing that when you're speaking that you know for me right now, I was grateful to be able to have the ability to have fresh laundry, right? Like to do laundry. So most people bark about like, ah, oh, I gotta do the laundry. But I'm like, I'm so glad that like we can still wash clothes, we have water, we can take showers. You know, those are huge pieces. Like we can still be clean and and we can still be, you know, have some of those basics. But you're right, I think up until like we're forced to do something like we are right now and look at things differently. Yeah. That gratitude shines in different ways. Absolutely. And the last thing I'll say is that I do personal training in the morning from 6am to 8am. And for me, it's, it's a really fun way to start the day. It's always just been a way to kickstart my day and then other people's days by doing personal training. And it's a little additional income, but you know, for me, it's not my sole means of income, but I am on the, the, the chain of emails with all of the other personal trainers at the corporation that I work for. And I see some of the, the threads and I see, you know, I'm a 22 year old with a three year old daughter and personal training is my only means of income. How do I make money if there are no gyms? Right? So it's unfortunate that things like that are happening, but, but for you out there, you know, the, the entrepreneur, or the, 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 maybe second time entrepreneur with a successful business in the past or, or somebody who's working toward their dream, right? Think about those other people when you want to complain or, or, or get down on yourself because of what's going on. That's really outside of your control. This whole disease is outside of your control. Think about those people who, whose lives are literally dependent on some of the activities that we, we literally cannot do based off of government mandate. So just, just something powerful that, that I've been able to to realize and experience. Um, I, I, I just wanted to make sure I shared that, that perspective too. No, it's, it's so important. And you're absolutely right. I mean, we need to do as much as we can to raise other people up and to support in so many 
just different ways, right? Like we've always heard about support, but now I think it's just, we're being called on as humans and humanitarians and um, beings that we do, we, we do need support in different ways for many more. And so those people who cannot create those pieces of support for themselves, that's where they're going to have to turn to people like you and to take them through. So give us some look like cloud nine, right? Like you have a, tell us about your podcast for anybody who's listening to this and isn't familiar with it. Like, why did you start it? And what's, what's the premise behind it? Yeah. So aside from this gratitude stuff we've been talking about right now, my, my day job or my other stuff that I do is um, I talk about this journey to cloud nine. That's the name of my book and that's the name of my podcast. And I've been obsessed with the positive psychology world for the last two years now. And really what I've dove into the most is meaning and purpose and fulfillment and happiness, positivity, euphoria, these kinds of experiences. And basically, the first time I ever came across this phrase, living life on cloud nine, I'd heard the expression, but the first time I, I, I like really saw it, I was riding with an Uber driver in New York City back when you know I was still safe and, and people were on the roads here. But um, we passed a boat in the East River, and I asked the driver what Cloud9 meant to him. And he asked me, uh, sorry, he told me all about his Cloud9 experiences throughout his life. So think of his wedding and the day his kids were born and this childlike moment of playfulness and this career accomplishment that he had. And he told me these stories, and I said, okay, I think there's an opportunity to talk to other people about their Cloud9 moments. So I started this this podcast to chat with people just like Marlo who, who are living their interpretation of a cloud nine life, whatever that may be. And I wanted to gain a better understanding of what cloud nine means to us. And I really came up with two different avenues. And one avenue was that we have these cloud nine moments, these pivotal experiences, these sort of points throughout our lives that we can really reflect upon as the peak of happiness we've, we've experienced that euphoria moment. Um, but then there's also, there's a pattern between different cloud nine experiences and, and there are a number of them that I wanted to share because the experiences started to overlap in the stories that I heard. So what I wanted to do was share my findings. And uh, I basically said, instead of doing a traditional self-help book where I just shared my findings how can I be a little bit more creative? How can I maybe find a new way to share some of these findings? So I think about the personal development worlds, like I think about, you know, maybe like a basketball team. And on a basketball team, you've got five different positions and they each bring something different to the table. So in the personal development world, you've got different ways to bring something to the table, bring new information to the table. So you can do a scientific approach, you can do a total psychology-based approach. You can do an interview-style approach. You can do a research-based approach. And then I think this fifth, this fifth uh, person on the basketball team or this fifth approach is the opportunity for creative stories and, and to have some fun with the way that you share these life lessons. So I created a, a fictional story based on everything that I had learned about a character who uh, tries to live his best version of his Cloud9 life. And uh, that's what the book's all about. And, and I ask these people the, the, the questions about how they create a Cloud9 day, a Cloud9 morning, Cloud9 uh, life in the podcast. So that's, that's the other side of the things that I'm working on. 
Wow. And you get so many different vantage points, don't you? Are there any that like <laughs> kind of give you goosebumps that all just time. resonate really wildly? Is Can you give us some insight on those? Yeah, all the time. One of my favorite Cloud9 moments was uh, a woman who has cerebral palsy and she was was newly divorced. She had three kids. She thought, you know, I'm living on my own as a woman with cerebral palsy, three kids. How am I ever going to to make it? And uh, she took an impromptu trip to Peru or I forgot where she went. Anyway, she goes on the trip and she meets up with uh, an old friend from high school and they really hit it off. And uh, they spend the next couple of months together and they end up getting married. And not only was it, you know, the marriage, the cloud nine moment, but she, she literally says that the cloud nine moment has been ongoing ever since they first met. Um, and this has been a person who, you know, totally transformed her life. And not to mention, she was a woman with cerebral palsy traveling alone throughout the country that I forgot she was in. Uh, so, so that's definitely a story that really hits home. But yeah, the, the, the moments that I've been able to uncover for people are extremely life-changing. And, and I remember, Marla, you had a really awesome one too, if you wanted to share that. Yeah. I, yeah. There's, uh, you know, there's just a lot of experiences and, you know, I think for me, it's just being in that space of knowing myself well enough. I think that awareness, that creating awareness and being with the right people who can challenge us and bring out the best in us. And there've been many cloud nine moments. It's hard for me just to say one. I don't remember yeah, exactly which one. I don't remember either. Um, well, you know what? We'll have to put it in the show notes. So as this episode, we're going to tag Jordan's cloud nine podcast interview with me and we will, um, we'll all learn together which one that was <laughs> because yeah, I'm just, I've always been a blessed person. You know, I've always been able to look at things through um, optimism and positivity. And I think that's why you and I, connect and relate so much because I, I do enjoy that energy. It's not that we sweep things under the carpet, right? And we don't acknowledge the tough stuff, but I think we've been given the ability to, um, you know, to look at things differently. So for you though, how did you get so positive, Jordan? Like, what is it about you as, as a young person? Like, what is that catalyst moment that allows you to do what you do today? Well, for me, it's always been about storytelling and the the story that I want to share. And I, I, I talk about, you know, when I'm like this superhero granddad telling my grandkids stories, what, what story do I want them to hear the most? Do I want them to hear a story of, of you know, the monotony of, of a single life with nothing too exciting and, and I was totally knocked down by my setbacks and I didn't get back up? Or, or how do I really become that? superhero granddad. And I, I think my first experience with adversity was when I was a, a young kid, probably 10 years old. And I was, I was overweight, but I didn't, it was never really a, it was never really a big talking point. I just kind of, you know, let it slide. Nobody said anything to me um, because I was a good athlete. I was a popular kid. I was good in school. Nobody ever made mention of it because I, you know, didn't want to ruin my day or anything. But I was out to lunch with uh, my friend and his family, and the waiter came over. And after he was a nice guy for most of it, and still, still a nice guy. I won't, won't put place judgment onto him. But uh, he asked my friend's dad if the three kids 
were his children and if I was the friend. And I, I overheard and I said, yeah, how'd you know that? And he just kind of looked at all of us and he said, well, them three are skinny. And it was in that moment that I, I noticed, you know, it was the first time I heard out loud that I was different, that I was, I was overweight, that I, I wasn't like these other people. And uh, I had a choice, you know, do I let that impact me? Do I let it bring me down? Do I, do I let it overtake and consume the person who I am and who I, I could be? Or do I sort of tell a different story? And uh, I started to notice other different things about myself. I, I wore these big funny glasses and I, I, my last name is Gross, right? So people laughed at my last name. And uh, I, you know, I had long hair at the time. So people commonly mis mistook me for a girl. So, you know, I, I realized that there are these, there are opportunities for me to say, wow, I am different and that's a bad thing. Or I could say I'm different and I'm going to use these differences to my advantage. So with being overweight, you know, I, I was bigger than everyone else, which allowed me to excel in sports. So I was okay with that. Being, getting called nerdy because of my glasses, well, I, I just kind of crushed it in the classroom. I embraced that role. Having long hair, I ended, you know, I cut my hair when I was in college, so maybe that one didn't really have an advantage. But with the last name thing, it was, I had an opportunity to, to make jokes and laugh with people as opposed to have them laugh at me. So on the first day of class, when kids would laugh when the teacher called out my name, I would say, you know, ew, disgusting, who's that kid? And I would say, oh, oh, wait, that's me. So people laughed with me as opposed to, to at me. So I think that experience allowed me to understand the power of storytelling and that we have the ability to tell the stories that we want to share with others. And for me, it was always just, you know, I don't want to be that poor, pitiful me kind of kid. And that's followed me for the last uh, like 10, 15 years. Okay. So my point here in this one, do you think you're born with that positive choice or do you think it's been your environment that has shaped you? Yeah. It's always such a powerful question and uh, kind of always answer with the same thing. Both definitely a product of my, my parents, my grandparents, my brother, my coaches, my teachers, my friends, my friends' parents definitely uh, had a really fortunate and blessed upbringing. But also, I do think it's a little bit of what you're born with. I think you can just be a different person and, and you know, everybody is different. So maybe there is some genetics to it. But also, moving forward, um, it's also, in my opinion, a bit of self-learning because at this stage of the game, I've done so much, you know, reading, I've done so much listening, I've done so much self-exploration that... I have a totally different mindset than my parents, than really most of my external environment, just based off of the literature that I've looked into. So, so I think it's a combination of, of all of your experiences, but, uh, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not a, a scientist, so I, I can't, I, I think the, the genes have something to do with it, but I don't really know. Yeah. I mean, that's something that we, we wonder about. And, you know, like for me, cause I'm just always that positive lens, like, you know, chief inspirational officer, right? That's yeah. the title. I can't help but just be positive. I'm positive and optimistic. Like I just seriously, I mean, do I have bad days? You bet. But I also know that I have the ability, like when I'm nervous, I'll purposely smile. And that like, it just kind of, it, there's just things that I'm, I just know that 
I have complete control over. And I'm just like, I'll go with it. Like if I'm nervous, I'll just like, okay, just laugh at it. You know, give yourself some grace, just let it go. And I don't know, just kind of let it roll off your back. Right. Well, do you think that that was a learned tool, like the nervousness and, oh, that leads to a smile? Or do you think that was something that you just created on your own because you were, you were born with that, you know? Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, but I just, yeah. But for me, yeah, everything is, my husband say I get to work in a world of rainbows and rabbits and it's true. I really like to be in that, you know, that just that powerful positive space. Likewise. Yeah. And likewise. Just, I don't know. So it, I, I just always like to ask because, you know, it's just one of those things. And it, again, I think you're a product of what you read, what you watch, what you listen to. And so for me, like with all this coronavirus that's going on, I'm aware. Absolutely. I, I'll watch the morning news and I'll get educated and then I'll watch the evening news. But between that, I'm listening to Band of Heathens on Pandora. <laughs> I'm, I'm like talking to really awesome people all over the world. And I'm, I, that's my space. And so if you like 90% of my day has been filled with like amazing people, then I feel like I'm part of those amazing people. Absolutely. And I want to caveat to the listeners, just because you're listening to two absolute unshakable optimists here, that doesn't mean that it's the right way to be or the only way to be, right? It's just that this is, this is how we choose to be. And, and honestly, there is no right way for anybody. It's, just, it's based off of knowing yourself. And, and Marlo and I know ourselves enough to say that in the best interest for how we want to feel and how we want the people around us to feel, this is the way that we respond to situations like we're in. So if you're not like us, it's okay. You know, there's, there's no there's a judgment free podcast episode. Um, so, so I, I definitely just wanted to make sure that you guys knew as listeners that uh, just because that's who we are, it doesn't mean that's who you have to be. That is such a good point. And you're absolutely right. And I think people who need that um, tap into it naturally. Like it's like a, you know, radio frequency. I think, you know, if it, if it resonates with you, you want to tune in. And if not, we're static, right? And we can't control who's t tuning in or not necessarily. We just need to be who we are. And if we can be and raise somebody up who doesn't have that mindset or that framing, that's, I think, our highest level to serve is being that, you know, that, that beam of light for somebody who just can't think like that or, or is trying to shift themselves into that space. Yeah, it's such a good point. Absolutely love it. Okay, so we're um, kind of coming to the roundabout of this episode. So give us a little bit, well, I'm just going to let you take it from here. What would you, okay, what would you recommend for people right now in these uncertain times as this episode is coming out? You know, you are a young person you are experiencing. Take us to how you're overcoming, you know, fear and uncertainty for yourself personally. Yeah. So I've done a lot of exploration on this. Actually, I'm, I'm in the middle of a, another parable book about navigating uncertainty. And it's kind of fun. The, the characters are in a crane game, you know, the crane game, like where you have to push the lever and the, yep, the yep. yeah. So they're in a crane game and, and the claw drops and it's about not knowing where they're going to be next. If the claw is going to grab them, maybe they'll, they'll go home with a new owner. Or if it doesn't grab them, they'll stay in the crane game forever. And the different toys in the crane game are the different responses to uncertainty. So I've got positive, posit, uh, optimism, pessimism, uh, sort of a spiritual component and sort of like a, an indifferent 
to to uncertainty and, and navigating those avenues. But um, the overall message that I want to share with that story, you'll see. Hopefully, I, I can finish this at some point sooner rather than later. Is that like I said with with Marlo and I's personalities? There's not necessarily a right answer. I just think that there is an answer to prevent or stay away from in these times, and that's pessimism and mass hysteria and freaking out and constant consumption of negativity. Because not only is that, you know, maybe you're not going to think that's going to make you worse. And you might be saying, you you just told me to feel however I want to feel. I can be that person if I want to do negativity. And sure, I guess I did say that. But but what I'm trying to say is it's going to have a negative ripple effect on other people. And if you're the one who's constantly sharing the, the pessimism and the oh, these statistics are saying how much of a, a crisis we're really in. And I watched this story about this number of deaths. And, and that's the person that you're trying to be for all of those around you. Two things. One, nobody's going to want to be around you. And then two, you're just going to constantly be bringing other people down. And then actually three, you're not doing anything to help solve the problem. You're, you're just adding to the problem. So uh, that's the one thing I would say in, in response to uncertainty is that we can go on and on and on about all of the different good ways to respond to it. But I would say for certain, the one thing not to do is to have that pessimistic type of approach. Absolutely. Okay. Here's a question I have for you, and this is where we're going to end it. What do you expect of yourself, Jordan, in, in these uncertain times, right? So we're recording this towards the end of March. People are going to be listening to this, you know, end of March, 1st of April. So that's kind of the benchmark. What do you expect of yourself based on what you are experiencing and going through, what are your expectations of yourself through this? That's a really lovely question. And, and I, I hope I, I answer it the way that you were thinking. But I'm going to keep it really simple and just say uh, consistency in what I truly value and believe in. So every single day, I, I want to make sure that no matter the circumstance, especially this is a time where you know all of our backs can be put up against the walls. I think that's where our true colors really show. And uh, I want to show up with this consistent mindset of, uh, you know, everything that you and I are talking about today, you know, having a sense of gratitude, focusing on positivity, not adding to the problem and and being pessimistic, continuing to live a cloud nine life. And and then most importantly, uh, doing it for others, you know, so how am I going to be this voice of calmness of uh, overcoming some of the uncertainty and, and overcoming some of the stresses and anxieties that are associated with everything going on, how, how can I be somebody who others can come to uh, as a means of relief? And, and that's what I want to be day in and day out. Okay. So you bring me to a really good point. It's, it's interesting. So when you say consistency, like your expectation is consistency and you're just showing up two words, like, and this goes many, many years back when I started in, you know, personal development and really kind of defining and creating awareness for me as an, as a human, two words that would best describe me would be grounded and consistent, you know, which those have stuck with me forever. Like if I were to describe as I'm very grounded, like just, I'm just that person. I'm going to be that girl. I don't care. I could have the success of Oprah Winfrey, but I will guarantee I will always be grounded. You know what I mean? It's just like, there's that yinging and then the consistent, like I will never quit. I will always show up. I will always have a seat at the table um, because I know that that's where it's at. So I love your space peaceful, energized, empowered, and love. Those are the four core feelings of this brand and what we bring 
That's right. So, great, 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 great ones to focus on all the time, but especially right now. So people that are coming and hearing, I think we can create those things for ourselves. I think that's what we're both trying to say. Right. We have that's those so abilities. So someone, one of my friends wrote uh, an article today that was really beautiful, but the, the title was, it was an absolute home run. And it was just uh, when you can't go, go outside, focus inside. And it's just all about the, the taking this time for self-care and taking the time for that mindfulness practice, for that gratitude practice, being consistent in the way that you show up in the world. And uh, yeah, working on, on yourself during this time because uh, it could be really, really advantageous. So good. Okay. So where can we find you? Where can we purchase your book? Um, <laughs> give us your socials. Yeah. So I want to keep it really simple. On LinkedIn, it's just Jordan Gross. And, and that's probably where I am most of the time. So you can reach out to me and I can, I'll answer on there. But then the book is The Journey to Cloud9 on Amazon. And the website is journeytocloud9.com. And that's all spelled out, journeytocloudnine.com. You can find out a lot more about me on there. So those, those, I'll keep it at those three. And podcast? Um, the podcast is also called The Journey to Cloud9 Podcast on iTunes. Excellent. Okay. So here's the thing too. I know that you would be welcome and open to have a conversation. So if somebody's listening to this, Jordan, you know, reach out and just have a conversation. You never know what's going to come of these things. So if you are interested in learning more about who Jordan is, I definitely recommend that you, you know, you, you raise your hand and you have even a 10 minute conversation because it can um, maybe change your, your perspective, change your thinking and change your life. And that's really, I know, a huge part of your mission is giving people, you know, their ability to live a cloud line life. So thank you so much for this, Jordan. It was amazing. Thank you. Thank you, Marlo. Thank you so much. And yeah, please reach out anytime. I I love to just chat my schedules. I, I have like two hours a day where I just, I'm open to phone calls. So please reach out. We will. So you can learn more about Jordan Gross by visiting our website at marlohiggins.com, where you can add Jordan to your circle of influence, connect to his different resources, purchase his book, and listen to his podcast. So that's so powerful. So thank you, Jordan, for, for offering that. Thank you, Marlo. You're the best. We invite you to share this podcast with others, and we thank you in advance for your partnership. If you enjoyed the episode and it left you feeling inspired, share your biggest takeaway in our Perform and Get Paid community Facebook page, because that's where we will engage and respond to your questions. This is Marlo Higgins, your host and Chief Inspirational Officer. Have an awesome rest of your day. As your Chief Inspirational Officer, I coach executives to gain clarity and remove self-doubt to increase performance and sales. Let's continue the conversation. Join me at www.maverickcommunity.com where you can message me directly. Did you like this podcast? If so, subscribe and share with all of your friends. And if you want even more awesome resources to increase revenues and sales, plus personal insights from me that I only share in email, get yourself over to marlohiggins.com and sign up for the email updates. To book a complimentary coaching session with me, simply visit marlohiggins.com and click on the work with me tab to schedule a call. Did you know that we offer a monthly workshop series? Maverick U is for leaders who want to recognize, inspire, and motivate their teams to higher performance. Once again, visit marlohiggins.com to register. Thank you so much for listening and I'll catch you next week on 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo. If you're into it, subscribe and leave a review. Tell all of your friends, we would sure appreciate it.